So our last movie of the day is going to be Set It Off. Set It Off is yes. the movie directed by F. Gary Gray. Uh, this is the 1996 film starring uh, Queen Latifah, Jada Pickett-Smith, UK Fox, Kimberly Elise. Uh, it's about these four group, uh, four women who are desperate. They are desperate, desperate, um, oh. to say the least. Um, they all have a reason uh, for needing money bad. Um, you have uh, Kimberly Elise's character, who's TT. Um, she is a single mother. Uh, she's working a janitorial job along with the other women. Um, she's in fear of losing her child, so that's why she needs a lot of money to afford a babysitter to look after her child while she's at work. Uh, you have mm -hmm. Jada Pink character, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith's uh, char uh, character, who's uh, stony in this. Um, who her reason for needing a lot of money uh, is because her, she wants to help her brother go to college and pay for that. Um, you have also Vivica Fox's character, who at the beginning of the movie you see that her bank gets robbed. Um, and then because she had uh, knowledge of the shoot of the robbers, um, she had an association with them. Uh, mm -hmm. She ends up getting fired from her job. So she needs a job and she needs money. Uh, Queen Latifah, her reason. Uh, well, hey, everybody needs some new rims. You know, that's, that's Cleo, kind of cool. man. Cleo, a gangster. <laughs> you know, like Queen Latifah, Cleo, you know, hey, you know, everybody wants to fix up their car a little bit. Yeah, you know, get a new, new paint job. Mother. You know, so and when she fixes up the car, it does look nice. I have to admit, it it, it does look pretty good uh, when she <laughs> does kind of fix, uh, picks up and get the money. So, you know, because these women are in such desperate and dire straits, it it kind of forces them to kind of go like, what if we just come together and rob a bank, um, and and get money that way? And you know how most of these stories kind of go involving thieves, involving bank robbers. Starts off great one minute, you know, it's like, hey, you you pulled it off, you got lucky. But then you get greedy. greedy, get greedy, and keep doing it more and more, and that kind of leads to your eventual downfall. Um, a person who is on their case is John C. McGinley, who's a detective who's investigating these bank robberies um, in L.A. And I remember, did you ever see that movie Den of Thieves? Did you ever see that? A while ago, yeah. I remember the the opening of that movie. They say like L.A has like the most bank robberies of any place in America. I think I forgot the exact stat they put at the beginning. I mean, it's probably a movie, so it's probably bullshit. Probably. But, <laughs> yeah, more than likely bullshit, but it's like LA has like the most bank robberies of any place ever or something like that. I forgot that it was like the beginning of Den, Den of Thieves or something. I don't know if that's true or not, but sure it is. yeah. Uh, but yeah, but this is in a uh, set in Los Angeles here, LA, and you do get some LA cameos and you get Dr. Dre who's in this, who, um, who I can't remember if I've ever seen this movie before i don't know if this is my first time i was like i have vague memories of this movie i haven't seen it since i was a baby since you were a baby while you were in the not like a literal baby like maybe like five or six five <laughs> or six yeah um yeah watching this i can't remember if this is the very first time i've seen it or i've seen it uh, maybe a long time ago and i just forgot certain things about it or you know just because i have vague memories of this i remember of course Man. the women women in this i remember the ending of it because the ending is pretty brutal Woo! Yeah, that's that's a pretty brutal ending there yeah. um, that you have at the end. Uh, but yeah, so I forget you have like Dr. Dre who's in this, who's one of the people they go to. Um, who's who, an arms dealer, yeah. Yeah, arms dealer in this because they, of course, they you know need guns to commit the bank robberies. Um, and you also have like, of course, quintessential you know '90s black people in here, like J.D. Pickett Smith. People forget that she was in a lot of stuff back in the she day. She was running it. Her and Vivica, they were. They were killing it. I think 
Vivica says she got this role right on the set of Independence Day. Oh, wow. And, and Will was like, nah, you need to do this movie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Vivica Fox, yeah. Queen Latifah was blown up. Cause she was, was she in Living? She was in Living Single at this time already. Oh, yeah. Right? She was doing Living Single. She was still like, you know, the queen of hip hop. You know, she was in Juice. So, yeah. Latifah, yeah, she's been around forever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. She, yeah, she made a, a debut in uh, Juice too because she was the the person, the per party promoter or the person the party promoter, trying to get a DJ. <laughs> yeah, she was in that. Yeah. Uh, Kimberly Elise, I don't know. She didn't really do. I think this was her. This first was her first role. role. Yeah. So this was yeah. her first role. She didn't really did much of this. Uh, she popped up and stuff here and there. I remember her mostly. Last time I seen her was in Dope. She was uh, Shamik Moore's mom. Yeah, she was. Oh, yeah, she was Shmeek Moore's mom in that. And she was also, she's been in some Tyler Perry movies, too. Yeah, she's been in a few Tyler Perry movies. That's where people meme her crying face. <laughs> yeah. What movie was that? That was. I, heard, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> yeah, I think that was, I think that was Why Did I Get Married? I mean, why did I get not, married? not Why no. Did I Get Married? Uh, Diary of a Mad Black Woman? Yeah, Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Yeah. Uh, Still a good yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so she, you've seen her kind of pop up in some places since then, but yeah, but this was set off as like her first big thing was, was mm -hmm. set it off back in, in 96, but yeah, also like, uh, Blair Underwood is in this as well. Quintessential yes. black male. If, love if you need a brother in the nineties and Denzel isn't available, you call yeah. Blair Underwood. Blair Underwood or Omar Epps was big. Or my man from the Allstate commercials. Uh, Dennis Haysburton. Dennis Haysburton. There you Dennis go. Haysburton. That was the uh, '90s black. Uh, but, yeah, you had so like black. So in black movies, you had usually your typical black love interest was either Nia Long in the '90s. Mm -hmm. um, then in the early 2000s, you kind of had Megan Good or Gabrielle Union. Gabrielle Union or mm -hmm. Laura London. Those were mm -hmm. usually the the four big love interests that you had in a black movie. And then You're, with males, then it was what about Taraji? Uh, a little later, then, little, little later. Little, yeah, a little later, a little yeah. later on, and then black male love interest, like you mentioned, Blair Underwood, Denzel Washington, Omar Epps, um, and I feel like I'm missing Lorenz Tate. Lorenz Tate, yeah, Lorenz Tate was also who still looks twenty. Yeah, still looks twenty. Yeah, because people remember he was in Lorenz Tate, big one, Brown Sugar, right? No, that's Tate Diggs. Oh, that's Tate Diggs. I'm sorry. What was the one? Love Jones. Love Jones. Love Jones. My mama loves that movie. If you're black and you grew up in the 90s, you love some Love Jones. Yeah. I think when we did for February Black History Month, we did it. We put up a poll and I, I put up Love Jones and I put up um, also uh, do, 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 the one with Tate Diggs, Brown Sugar. Yeah. They, they didn't win, though. They didn't win. But I, because I've never seen. I've never seen Love Jones, and I've never seen uh, Brown Sugar. Shame. Brown Sugar is, is my preference because it's about hip hop. <laughs> it's a love story told within two friends who love rap music, and Tana Lathan is gorgeous, and Queen Latifah, of course, is in this. So a whole lot of great rappers in there. Most Def shows up, but we're on a tangent. So set it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot that—that that was another big black love interest back then, Shania Lathan, because she's Shania Lathan. But yeah, so set it off like you like like Marco was saying, yeah, set it off there uh, about these four women. Um, yeah, so prominent, you know, uh, all female leg cast here of black women in desperate situations. You see why each of them kind of gets pushed to crime, pushed to rob these banks and 
and I would say great chemistry between all these women. Really, really oh, good yeah. chemistry between all these women here. Um, and it, you see kind of, I like how the movie establishes at the very beginning, you know, it's not just a couple of hard things that happen. You know, it's like you see a series of events that just keep getting worse and worse and worse. It's a hard life. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's it's a hard knock life. I mean, pretty yeah. much there uh, <laughs> for all these women. And you see like where Jada Pickett, her character gets pushed into, you know, having sex with this this older dude, dude which is money. Yeah. Oof. Um, and that's a really like sad scene there um, in order to get the money and for her brother to go to college. Um, and then for him, him to go like, yeah, I didn't get in to you. I didn't get in. <laughs> you know, I, I, I didn't get in and everything like that. Um, and then she rips up, the, which I'm like, why did you rip up the check? I mean, why did you? <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that, that wasn't really smart of you, Stoney. <laughs> yeah. You like, put in your pocket. You know, at least put it into a savings plan or something like that. You she know, like. She, she was, yeah, she was being irrational. You know, but for her to do that, you see, like, with uh, TT's character, Kimberly Elise, you see, like, she has to take her kid with her to work. Um, that and then the kid they work a cleaning service job where they're like uh, a janitorial service where they clean up an office, and then the kid accidentally drinks some, you know, cleaning fluid, and then he gets goes to the <sighs> hospital. They have to call an ambulance, he goes to the hospital, and then the kid gets taken away from her. And you know, she has to spend all this money for court fees and to get a babysitter to take care of the kid while she's at work. So, you know, you see kind of that. Um, you see with Vivica Fox, I mean, uh, you know, her, of course, losing a job is always hard. She does get another job at the janitorial service, but you don't see, obviously, she's probably not making the same amount of money she's there because she just got a promotion at work yeah. at the bank, Vivica Fox. So she's not making the same type of money she was making there at the bank that she's going to be making at the janitorial service. And you could tell, like, the, you could tell this movie, you know, it's so 90s and it's, it's such a period piece. And now, it's because, on West Coast. <laughs> yeah, uh, West Coast. Because you could tell, because there, there's a scene where they're sitting on the roof, they're sitting there talking, and they're like, man, I can't wait yeah, to get nah. that 15-an-hour job. That's going to be big money. If I get that job, <laughs> I can get this and that. <laughs> it's like, what the I'm sitting there watching like, shit. <laughs> you know, motherfucker. All right, Frankie. <laughs> 20-something an hour and still struggling. It's like, God damn, right now. So that that's like totally back then. And I mean... She's talking about affording her brother's college. Like college back then was was like what five hundred dollars. Yeah, and you could probably get in UCLA just off a check today. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, so that was kind of something that shows that kind of that period of time. But you, uh, I'll pass it to you. Mentioned how West Coast yes, this yes. movie is. You want to uh, go into that more? Well, yeah, uh, most definitely. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, F. Gary Gray uh, is the director behind this, and most of y'all may know him from directing a little movie called Friday. Um, and, and watching this, you could kind of almost because he made this like the year afterwards. Uh, you can almost kind of see it's at the B side of Friday, where you know that movie painted you know California life in a very positive, easygoing, breezy kind of way. You got the lowriders and your bike, smoke weed, the bully may fuck with you, but you know that's fine, it's whatever. But this one is a little darker, it's more cynical. It shows you how shitty. LA could be, and especially in the wake of the Rodney King uh, riots that um, popped off, you, you could feel that animosity between the police and you know these black women, and just all the the, the music is great, you know the lowrider culture, the, the cameos, you know you mentioned Dr. Dre, but the beginning Dub C, he's another famous uh, West Coast rapper, he's the one who sticks up Vivica Fox, Darnell, the you know. The guy gets her fired, so it it just felt so authentic and 
a lot of these hood movies can come off as corny, but F. Gary Gray really makes you feel like you're in California, and that love radiates throughout the film. And you can say the same for Straight Outta Compton. Like, just all of his movies set in L.A. have a very specific tone that that makes it makes it worth watching. Mm, yeah, I thought you were gonna say famous director you might know, Fate of the Furious. Uh, oh, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> or Men in Black International. Men in oh. Black International. Don't so, don't watch that one. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, a, a character that had you're right. He did uh, Friday, 1995, and did this the year after that. Uh, we set it off there. So yeah, um, and Friday was his first movie. Yeah, Friday was his yeah. first movie, and this was his second one. Um, and then he went to a complete kind of tone shift in his third movie with The Negotiator, which was the movie with Kevin Spacey and then Oh, Samuel that's Jeff. right. So it's com- yeah, kind of- he's got a wacky career. He did yeah. uh, Law Abiding Citizen too. Yeah, and he did The Italian Job. So he's kind of got like this nice variety of different kind of movies that he's yeah, done. Yeah, he tries stuff out. Yeah, in his career. So it's just, which is nice. Um, and when this movie came out, you know, it was met with very much praise. Um, box office success. It had, it had a small budget um, of nine million dollars and made forty-one million dollars in the in the box office, so it, you know did pretty well there. Um, a lot of people talk about the soundtrack of this. So '90s, you got a lot of good classic R&B, hip hop in here. There's a scene where uh, J.D. Pickett Smith and Blair Underwood, because that's her love interest in this movie, they kind of make a connection here. Why J.D. Pickett Smith is casing a bank in here. Um, and they go out, and then there's a love scene they have in the movie, which is basically like it's like a whole separate thing. It's basically like a music video. It's basically yeah, like R and B, massage and candles <laughs> and all types of shit. Well, okay, whoa, are we still watching? Set it off. Yeah, it's like a whole separate thing. It's like you watching a whole separate music video and going on. Jamming in vogue, <laughs> you know, and it's 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 hot. I mean, it's, it's that's hot. a it's that's hot. a that's the jam. You know, so it was, yeah, I mean, so you kind of have that about, you know, the kind of the soundtrack kind of going on, which is pretty good. Um, and speaking about, you know, kind of the police presence here, you have John C. McGinley. People might know he was in Scrubs. He was, uh, he was in that for a long time. People might know him. Um, and that, uh, what do you think about some of kind of the other, besides the four women, the others kind of supporting players, um, in this movie here? Well, yeah, people like, Blair Underwood and everything. Well, that's the thing about it. So, uh, these four women, they all have their own thing going on, like you said, and everybody kind of gets sucked into that osmosis. Like Blair Underwood, he's a good brother, educated, went to Harvard, and Jada can't get out of the life. And uh, one of the standout characters for me was uh, punk-ass uh, Luther, <laughs> who was uh, the manager <laughs> of the, uh, the janitorial company the women were working for. And he was just a, an asshole, just just rude. Like you could not talk to a woman like this today. <laughs> like he just <laughs> straight up just cursing out TT. Just like you dumb bitch, get to package. I'm like, whoa, Luther. But Luther gets his comeuppance in the end. But he was just aggravating, and you know, just um, like <laughs> I love Queen Latifah and her blonde girlfriend who didn't say anything. <laughs> Yeah, I was trying to see like if I recognize that woman. Was that the woman that was also in Girlfriends? I think she was like the mom or somebody in that. I don't like, know. I'm gonna have to add the IMDb here, but I was like, oh, because when I was a kid, I remember seeing the, the the blonde fade, and I was like, I wonder if she does something. She she never really does anything. <laughs> yeah, because I was wondering. Yeah, uh, but if I recognized her before, but um, yeah, 
Um, so you see, you kind of have a nice, interesting supporting cast that kind of rounds in. You mentioned Luther, uh, you mentioned Blair Underwood, like you said, you know, he sees J.D. Pickett Smith, you know, in the bank, just immediately goes like, Hey, you want to go out? You know, just want to go out, want to, you know, shoots his shot, shoots his shot, you know, you know, it helps. I'm not from around here, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it helps that Blair Underwood looks like a, a, a good looking movie star from the 1920s. Yeah, strong uh, yeah. face, strong face. Got that kind of like that that 1940s haircut guy going on curls <laughs> there, the little mustache uh, kind of happening there. So that that kind of helps a lot. It looks like a jazz uh, saxophonist. <laughs> yeah, uh, mo yeah, better like blues, mo better blues type look. Yeah, <laughs> um, so I think that helps a lot. But yeah, but mostly the film does a great job at showing these four women showing their characters, showing the reasons why they have to do what they have to do, what pushes them into doing what they have to do. Um, and I think it does a great job at that. Um, I would say out of these four women, um, Kimberly Elise is playing kind of one note a little bit. Like a lot of her is just to look scared a lot, look kind yeah, of she's terrified. She's the, the Diddy kind of weak. Well, I, like she's, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be too mean, but she's very like naive, the most naive of the four in a way. Yeah, kind of a simple-minded character. Yeah, very, very kind of that. I would be, that's a good word to describe because when they when they try to do their very first robbery, she just runs away. She's like, "Fuck this!" I'm the, you know what I mean? Like, you know, which is kind of a natural reaction. Maybe a lot of people would have like when you really talk about it and build up to it. It's like, "Fuck this! I'm not doing this!" Like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm running out. Like, fuck this! Now it's a bad idea, y'all. <laughs> You know, but Vivica Fox just goes in and like, fuck this, I'm going, you know, and then goes in and she kind of leads the charge here. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, eventually she kind of gets more on there. I mean, would you say kind of the big standouts here from these group of women is probably Queen Latifah and Jada Pinkett or oh, yeah, you think it's t- tough to say? Well, for me, you know, I think Queen Latifah, Cleo stole the movie. I think most people would agree with you, but... Uh, like in this era, like because everybody was doing gangster movies after this, like every gangster movie has that one character that sticks out to you, like you know, Ice Cube is Doughboy and Boys in the Hood, or Lawrence Taylor's O Dog and Minute Society, and I think this is her like big gangster moment, and she goes all the way in because out of all four of the characters, like everybody kind of has a purpose, you know. Frankie wants to, you know move on with her life and Stoney wants to make it work with Blair Underwood and TT wants to take care of her kid and Cleo's like fuck it I just want to smoke weed and do gangster hood rush shit with my friends <laughs> like she 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 rides for her her friends but she's probably if you watch it she's like the most arrogant and the most hot headed of them because she's like yeah fuck it man let's just go ahead and rob bank right now like <laughs> and Stoney's like I'm seriously trying to not do this and and as much grief as people love to give Jada these days, like we mustn't forget, like she is a legit good actor sometimes, and I was very impressed by her emotional scenes and just because she, her and um, her and Cleo, they hold most of the emotional weight. They have the most emotional rifts between them. So you know, see those characters arcs from the beginning to the end. Uh, spoiler alert: doesn't end pretty for most of them. <laughs> to see the the progression throughout these this movie, um, it makes the bond between these four makes the ending that much more impactful. Yeah. So 
and I think Queen Latifah's exit, probably one of the most gangster exits of all time. Uh, I, I got a little a little emotional at the end, especially when the song kicked in. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. She went out with that little rider, lit that cigarette, and just, yeah. That that yeah. was that that was memorable. Oh yeah, yeah. Queen Latifah, yeah, big standout in here. Uh, a scene stealer and a lot of stuff she did. You know, and that look, you know, it's like that gangster stuff with the braids, especially the um, hard see, look. Hard look. You see where she's like in the lineup scene where she does that 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 stare yeah. that she gives. Woo! Yeah. Uh, very very terrifying there. Um, so yeah, very scene stealing. You can tell, yeah, she's the hot headed one. Like, you know, you always have that those kind of personality types in like a bank robbery or thief, you know, thief kind of situation. You got a person who's more a little bit more like hot headed, you got a person who's a little bit more scary, you got a person who's a little bit more of a the the more the rational one. Yeah, the rational one, level headed one, rational one. So you kind of have those different so Queen is more of the wild card type, you know, kind of going on. Cause even when they do their first robbery, she coming in screaming, she's coming in, you know what I mean? They come back and yelling and fires off the gun by accident up in the sky. Yes. You know what I mean? She's totally yeah, erratic there. Um, and you see when they get the money, she quit her job. They only got like the first robbery they did, they only got like what, 3000 each or something. <laughs> and she already quit. Oh, the nineties. <laughs> yeah. She's like, man, I ain't going back to work. You know, I, I'll just rob another bank. You know what I mean? Off of just $3,000 already. You know, she's just, Spending it, and it's like, yeah, like, um, what? All right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I said, they're like her and Jada Pika are a big emotional core, and like they have a big fight, big riff in it, um, and everything like that. And you kind of see that between these women, and like I said, the greedy nature of things. Uh, mm -hmm. because when they do the first robbery, and TT was like, you know, they give her her cut, it's like Vivica, I was like, wait, hold on, hold on a minute, why the fuck is she getting a cut? She didn't do, shit, you know, like mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. kind of see it there. Um, and but she was kind of like comes back to her senses and was like, okay, I realize, right, you're my friend, you need the money, you know, and everything like that, so it kind of come back there, so. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, uh, so I, I kind of I loved a lot about that. I think it, it, this movie really is, I mean, the great direction of it, like you said, the great direction of it, the West Coast style of it, uh, the, the music of it, and the fact that it is really care about these great performances by these four women um, do a great job, and the brutal nature of it. Even though, you know, with these type of movies, it does have those bank robbery tropes, things that kind of go on there, I think it still excels at telling that story of making you care about all these women. And I agree. And care about their stories, uh, which I think is very important there. Um, so the, when the ending comes, when you see, you know, them kind of all go out like TT's first. Did you did you think it made sense for Jada Pinkett's character, Stoney, to be the last one, to be the one that actually makes it out? Well, yeah, because to be fair, she I don't want to make it a competition, but she kind of suffered the most. Like <laughs> her brother gets popped off in the beginning and she we, we spent the most time with her. Because uh, every like as much as no one wants to admit it, like every ensemble has like their lead character. So although we have this group of people, we gotta follow this one person throughout their whole story. And since we spent the most time with Stoney, it made sense that she'd be the one to get out. You know, she's got the man. She she's she's uh you know she she lost everything at the end of that movie. <laughs> like it would be cruel to kill every single one of those people. So somebody had to get out of there. And it was going to be stony because, you know, lost her brother, lost her man, lost her homies. You know, she got a little money, but you can't replace friendship and your family. So, you know, for her to be the lone survivor made a lot of sense to me. Mm, yeah. So you see, 
uh, TT, she's the first one that gets killed in the bank. And it's it's weird what happens. So the police, they finally, you know, they finally uh, they got get to them. They got him. They, they, you know, John C. McGinley's character, they, you know, it's like, hey, hands up. We know who you are. You know, we've been tracking you. You know, they're at the bank. And then all of a sudden, the bank a guard comes out of nowhere. Like Just comes out of like he fucking John Wayne, you know what I mean? And just fire when they're when they're lowering their guns and everything like that. This dude just comes out of fucking nowhere. He didn't get the um, memo. I mean, he was yelling. <laughs> you know, like bro, do you not see these uh, these other police that are right here? They're doing it. That they're handling the situation. Like and he just yeah, he just pops up out of nowhere and just yeah, fires on him. <laughs> um, and tries out of nowhere. It's like that was that was crazy. She ends up getting shot. Um, and then they take her in the car. She ends up dying in the car. Um, after her, there's Queen Latifah's character who, you know, there's a big chase after them, helicopters, everything, big chase after them. Uh, they end up splitting off Queen Latifah's character. And like I said, really, I think iconic death scene there of like pumps up the low rider, gets in there, you know, drives. I'm going to do the song while you describe. Day after day. <laughs> <laughs> You know, drives through this whole police with car, police uh, barricade with cars, and then yeah, just fires on the police, and she ends up getting shot up. Uh, it's know, really that big. that's traumatizing. That traumatized me as a kid seeing Queen Latifah get shot up. Yeah, uh, which is like think of like you know if people don't yeah have never seen this movie, think of like Scarface, Tony Montana, yep. think of like Training Day, uh, Denzel Washington, Lonzo. Exactly. You know, that's exactly what it was. Um, then after that. Vivica Fox's character, you know, she's walking and then boom. And then you see a lot of this, you know, a lot of the shootings, except for, you know, Queen Latifah's character, a lot of the shootings are just completely in the movie. A lot of the deaths really, you could say, unjustified, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, with, you know, Jada Pickett Smith's brother, uh, you know, he's on the ground, he's got a bottle in his hand, and they just all fire on him. Mm hmm. Um, you see the scene where, uh, you know, with Atiti's character, she's got, she's lowering her gun. God comes out of nowhere, shoots her. John uh, yeah. And then you see <laughs> Vivica Fox's character. She's turning around. She's running away, yeah. you know, and they fire on her there and she dies. Um, yeah. And you, and you see that Jada Pickett Smith, Stoney sees it on the bus when she's trying to leave. She sees that happen, sees her just get gunned down just right, right there. Um, so like you said, uh, you know, this being in 1996, because the Rodney King riots happened in, was it? Uh, 94. 94. Um, and that was a big thing about police brutality. Uh, oh, I don't know. 90, 92, excuse me, excuse me. 92. 90, 92. Mm -hmm. um, especially with the LA police. That was a lot of, you know, being accused of being very violent. Still to this day, they get accused of being. The LAPD, uh, yeah. Of very much like a gang, you know, um, in the way they kind of police uh, LA neighborhoods, things like that. Um, so, yeah, uh, I mean, this was great kind of going back and watching this. Again, I'm glad that this won the poll uh, for the Prime Month. Um, it, it, what kind of some of the do you have any real big negatives with this movie would set it off? Um, none that come to mind, really. I just thought it was a, a really well done action crime flick. Like, I, I, as much as we could knock off some points for overacting and cheesing directing, but that was the time, you know. I love the slow mo and you know, Kimberly Elise, you know, 
Now, this is our first role, so be nice, everybody. <laughs> but there are <laughs> scenes where she's very emotional, and you're kind of like, oh, yeah, should have workshopped that a little bit. But uh, like I said, it's the chemistry between all these women and everything. Like, the movie works because these four women work. And, yeah. and, and, that's, and that's what sells it for me. Yeah. What be you rating for it? Oh, this is a, a very, very high tune-in. Um, I, I really enjoyed this. Uh, I, I usually worry because a lot of movies from the 90s don't hold up that well, but this is uh, legit. This is, I had a really good time with it. It's heartbreaking. It'll, it'll have some tissues on you because you will cry. I, I, I got a little emotional at the end too, just seeing this journey. And um, there's moments of levity as well, like them hanging out and drinking and smoking at parties and them doing a Godfather homage, which I found really hilarious. Um, one of the standout moments in the movie for me. And I would recommend that you would follow this up with Widows, because when I was watching it, I didn't realize it. Because when I was telling my friends I was watching, they're like, oh, so that's kind of like Widows of the 90s. I was like, you know what? You're kind of, yeah. You know, when Viola Davis and Michelle Rodriguez and all of them. Robert I've never Bates. seen that movie. Uh, yeah. I wasn't really that good. I heard. It I enjoyed it. I I had a really good time. I think people expected Steve McQueen to make a different type of movie than he was making, but uh, the cast is great. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez, Viola Davis, uh, what's her name from Tenet? Elizabeth Debicki, and Jackie Weaver, Brian Tyree Henry, Daniel Kaluuya, Colin Farrell. Um, yeah, all stars. But back to set it off. Uh, I think this is. One of a lot of us films, a lot of films in black culture, <laughs> we hold in high regard for um, a specific reason to set it off. It's not only influential because of you know you see black women in an action movie kicking ass, you know, shooting police officers, but <laughs> you know <laughs> it's awesome. And, and it's, it's but there's a great you know emotional sisterhood. There's a core that these people coming back like i was just watching the blackening and there was a great set it off joke in there <laughs> like this movie lives forever for queen latifah's cleo for these women for the soundtrack for just the vibe that f gary gray gave off so very 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 high tuned yeah i think you said it better than i could say it uh with this movie uh great wrap up great final thoughts there great review oh, um man. yeah um yeah i agree everything with jamarco said um i remember checking this movie out uh you know i think it's quintessential view in there um and like i said this was an important movie because you had these four black women doing this uh and it was a box office success that was another thing too uh there was box office success for black people in movies before black panther you know what i mean oh, was, yeah, yeah we, we've been around for a minute yeah, you know, so, you know, um, yeah, but this was, you know, made on a smaller budget and everything like that, and it looked great. F. Grade Gray, this is his second movie. F. Grade Gray, great director, done a lot of great projects um, in his career, and mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely, I give it also a uh, strong tune-in for Set It Off. 